Blog Talk Radio. Hi there. I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And one of the best ways to do that is to open our minds to the wondrous and often surprising creatures who share our planet. That's why I'm especially excited to speak with our guest today, David Litchfogger. David has shot more than a dozen assignments for National Geographic and has spent over 12 years photographing octopuses, seahorses, and jellyfish in more than 28 locations around the world. But he's joining us today to share all about his brand new book that's both an incredible feast for the eyes, and I do mean that, as well as a treasure trove of information about these strange and wondrous creatures. It's called Octopus seahorse jellyfish and i can't wait to find out more so welcome david thank you pleasure to be with you well i have to start out by congratulating you on the book i mean the photographs are stunning the information you provided is fascinating and of course you are a world-renowned photographer but you could tell that this book was truly a labor of love for you so tell us a little bit about the book well, as you mentioned, 12 years and uh, 28 locations, but it's also 135,000 exposures in a collaboration with a few dozen scientists over the years, um, and that's that was that's probably the best part of it is is collaborating with these people who who study these creatures, have a great deal of affection for them, and have a great deal of knowledge about them. Um, and, you know, being out in the world and learning about new things um, is a great privilege and a great fortune that I'm lucky to, to be, have access to. Well, and one of the quotes that uh, kind of went out with the materials about you was uh, this from you, nature loves to hide, I want to see. So let's go back a little bit about you as a person, and I'm interested in finding out what led you to become so fascinated with these remarkable hidden creatures. Well, I, you know, I I don't remember ever doing anything other than photography. Um, it was I, I became fascinated with it when I was about 11, and it's the only job I've ever had. Um, I was trained. I was actually very bad at school, um, and so I was trained sort of on-the-job training as an apprentice um, for in, in the sort of commercial advertising uh, branch of photography. And... Then I had an opportunity to collaborate with uh, another photographer named Susan Middleton and the California Nature Conservancy uh, to show uh, some endangered species from California to, in order to encourage habitat uh, conservation. And that, to me, felt like an ideal... Uh, evolution of advertising, wanting to show, hold something up as something that's desirable, that you know that you want to have or you want to keep in the world, um, 
mm-hmm. and um, you know, and being fascinated by by plants and animals, and 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 it's also a bit self-referential because you know the rest of life is made of the same stuff I am, and so we're all in this together. Everything is connected to everything else, and that's sort of the ethos that's grown out of the last 40 years of my life. Oh, my gosh, Eva. And I'm thinking of how, you know, maybe you you went into something that you knew you enjoyed, photography, and then all of a sudden you came to your true calling or your true mission, and we are lucky enough to have you share that with us, especially in this book. Uh, You mentioned, too, how how interesting it was for you to work with the scientists. Did any of them, you know, we don't have too much time, but did any of them share any pieces of information about the creatures that you, you know, photographed that was especially surprising to you or interesting to you? That happens all the time. Um, the, I'm just, you know, I just opened to a random page in the book, you know, that, that and it's this um, seahorse from Portugal. And the scientists, you know, they, the filaments, the, the, the sort of, the decoration that they have, which is part of their camouflage, it is as unique as the fingerprint on a person. So everything, they're all individuals. Um, Oh, my goodness. And then, you know, going out with a scientist who had described a species from museum specimens, you know, this... They, they were able to determine from preserved specimens that this octopus was different than every other known octopus and then wrote a species description about it. And then being able to work with them in the Solomon Islands when they were able to actually collect a live specimen um, after, you know, years and years after they discovered a new species to actually be able to see one alive rather than a pickled specimen in a jar in the in the Smithsonian Museum. That was, I mean, what a great experience. Oh, my gosh, David. Yeah, what a fascinating, you know, again, you're doing something you love, but you get all this travel and you get all this really interesting information and up close, you know, and personal with nature out there. Uh, and I do have to, before we, you know, have to close, I do have to mention you travel around with a 500-pound photographic studio, which I found that has got to be, that would be a little less labor of love for me, I have to say. So tell us how you do that. Well, it fits into about 10 cases that can be piled into a rental van or checked on an airline. And uh, it's a bit, uh, you know, it's a bit of a chore to move it through the airport, but um, sometimes I have some help. You know, I have an assistant sometimes, but sometimes I have to move it all by myself. So it it is a bit of a chore and it takes a certain amount of planning. I can imagine. And then, too, this is international travel, so do you have to get all that through customs in each country and things like that? Oh, yeah, you have to have some some paperwork for sure. 
Oh, wow. Well, that is quite a feat in and of itself. Um, but I do want to say, too, on another note, that in addition to the stunning photographs you have in the book, you really, you're kind of on a mission, I think, too, to help raise awareness of some of the endangered species and in the Elizabeth Colbert's forward in your book, she said that 90% of species in the ocean are yet to be classified. That's incredible. It is. Um, but the, the ocean is, you know, it's the biggest habitat on Earth. I mean, it's 75% of our world. Um, it's, you know, maybe, maybe we shouldn't call it Earth. Maybe we should call it ocean. Um, and... Um, so it's it's a it's a vastly unexplored, yet to be uh, discovered uh, jewel box, treasure chest, um, source of all our well-being and continued existence. Actually, I think. Wow, David. Well, and talk about a jewel box. You have gathered and presented us with some of the most amazing jewels in that box. So, and again, just so everybody knows out there, you've been working on this. You've been gathering photogra- or photographs from is it 2008 to 2020? I think that's the 12 years, right? And then created yeah. this from those photographs that you you've taken. That that is the time frame of this body of work. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, David, I know you have other people you need to speak with today. It has been such a pleasure for me. But before we go, you have a website. You have amazing uh, photographs on Instagram. So tell people uh, out there how they can find out more about you, your work. And, of course, get this wonderful book, Octopus, Seahorse, and Jellyfish. Well, if you uh, a web search for David Lichwager, spelled L-I-I-T-T-S-C-H-W-A-G-E-R, will show you my webpage, my Instagram, as you mentioned. Um, it'll also lead you to uh, several other endangered um, species projects um, or a series of biological surveys, and I have a set of tutorials that can show you how to make your own uh, at onecubicfoot.com. Um, enjoy and and connect with National Geographic. That's that's the best way. Oh, my gosh, David. Well, this has been a delight to speak with you, and really I can't thank you enough for not only sharing this absolutely beautiful book with us, but your information and, of course, your passion for your work. It's been a real treat for me. Thank you very much. Well, and for all you listeners out there, I urge you, please check out National Geographic's Octopus Seahorse Jellyfish. Like I would mentioned, it is a feast for the eyes, but more importantly, it represents kind of a a profound call to preserve the wonders of our planet for generations to come. Those creatures are important, and I like David's thoughts, whether we shouldn't call it planet Earth, we should call it planet ocean, maybe. So until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio. Saying I'll catch you later. Bye-bye. Thank you.